Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. You know, we're rolling through summer, Daniel. Yeah, how's the garden? Oh, my Anything goodness, new the garden's fire. Coming up? Well, I canned uh, about six jars so far of pickles. I might have talked about that already. I don't, uh, not to me, I don't Love think. pickles. Pickles are my, I didn't realize how much I love pickles until I was canning again. And I was like, oh, I was down to my last jar of pickles from last year. Mm-hmm. This is only my first round. I will pickle more pickles. If Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Well, Peter Piper picked the particular pickled peppers to put in Tomatoes the Tomatoes on fire. Exactly yeah. Oh, except for the heirlooms. I got an heirloom plant. Everybody told me I should get an heirloom plant. That stinks. I need well, those genetically not... modified tomatoes. Yeah. Those big ripe ones out of... Like, Here's I figure if it's genetically modified, but it's homegrown and it's brought right to my table, it kind of balances it out. I don't use pesticides Probably. or anything. The potatoes, I dug up probably 100 potatoes, and I forgot that I planted maybe russets or something. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what it was, but then I planted like some red ones. So I have these big red honking potatoes. They're not sweet potatoes, but, but these big red beautiful tom- potatoes. I cannot wait to eat them. They're amazing. What does that have to do with forgetting the other ones? Oh, I've just forgot. I forgot oh. what I planted until I oh, gotcha. dug them up. I forgot any of them. I just planted them. I put them in the ground. Three things in the ground. Yeah, because you know, in the bag when you get them, you get them and you kind of cut them up. You don't really know. They're kind of older and they're sprouting already. Yeah. They're colored. But now I got some honking red potatoes. Now I got I to gotta get my storage game up because I've lost half of my potatoes in the past. I don't store them correctly. You need a cave. Yeah, we kind of have one, but I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta work on that. Don't bend over in the garden, Granny. You know them taters got eyes. I gotta work on that. Dig a hole one day. Yeah, I'm about to go to Fargo, North Dakota. Never been there. We heard about that. And recently. then Upper Minnesota. Don't you know? Why Minnesota? Because that's where we are close. We typically take a week right before school is our traditional family vacation week. Mm-hmm. Because the kids are done with swimming, we have that week off, slow in the market normally, and we're up in that vicinity, so we just determined where we could go close to where we'll be. So we found this lake and Cook, Minnesota, and it's this beautiful like family-owned kind of older resort, but you rent these cabins. Oh my gosh. Hmm. It's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped. You'll be gone for your birthday. Uh, I guess. No? I don't Will know. You? I don't know when I come back. I don't even know. I don't, know. I don't barely know what day it is right now. It's crazy. Well, happy preemptive birthday. Thank you very this much. This episode will air this year. around that time. 46 this year. It's getting old. You know, A lot it's of potential, though. Motivating. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more motivated for, for DIY money right now than I think I've ever been. I'm just fired up about what's happening with DIY money. Jewel. Financials on fire. By the way, that's our sponsor of the program, DIY Money. Jewel. Slide that in there. Slide that in there. If you're interested in learning more about your specific situation, well, learning more, getting help with your specific situation, visit us at Jewel Financial. All the social channels are back on fire. It's like we flipped the switch and it went crazy. We got a good question from Matt today. Matt, what do you got? DIY! 
Hey guys, this is Matt. Um, I have a question today about health savings accounts and using them when you still have a little bit of debt. Um, at what point do you like consider it a cutoff for like, all right, I've saved for my planned medical expenses, so I shouldn't invest anymore and I should put that towards debt? Or do you also like build up a little bit of kind of like an emergency fund within uh, HSA? And also like, do you account for HSA? within your overall emergency fund or do you typically keep those separate? Thanks. Okay, Matt, thanks for the question. I brought it out because we haven't talked about HSAs in a while and they're truly one of the, in our opinion, stealth best retirement planning tools. I know that's not the way you're thinking about them at this very moment, but I think it's worthy to bring that back around for all of our new and growing listening audience. I'm going to kick it right to the HSA expert because he knows this stuff inside and out. What say you, Daniel? Right. So for those not familiar, HSAs operate very similar to something you are familiar with. So uh, think of a IRA and a Roth IRA sort of combined into one thing, and we'll explain that. So you put money into an HSA, and you do have to have a qualifying health plan. So keep that in mind. Uh, sounds like in this case, there's a qualifying health plan at work. Therefore, the HSA is attached to that. And to boot, you have the uh, employer putting in a portion as well. So uh, that's, I guess, a fourth benefit there uh, as far as some free money uh, compensation, if you will, going into that. So, uh, But if you don't, if you're self-funding an HSA, there's there's kind of three main benefits to that. One, uh, money on the way in provides a tax deduction, and you don't need to itemize to get that tax deduction. It comes kind of right off the top of your income. Two, the uh, funds in there, if you choose to put them in an interest-bearing account or even an investing account, which most HSA providers offer, then they'll grow tax-free. And then finally, when you take those funds out for qualifying uh, medical and health expenses anytime between now and forever... As long as you have the receipts and documentation for that, and they were incurred since you started your HSA, then uh, you will not pay tax on those funds coming out. So they will reimburse you tax-free for those medical expenses. And one important thing to note there is it's as long as you have the documentation for those expenses since you've had your HSA. So in theory, unless the tax law changes, what that means is if you have an HSA this year and you're incurring expenses this year, you can save those receipts, the same thing the next year and the next year and the next year, all the way to your retirement and pull out a lump sum the day that you retire if you wanted to or continue to let it grow. But as long as you have the documentation for all those incurred expenses, you can access those funds anytime tax-free. So that's pretty significant. Because of all of that, the HSA strategy that we use in our family is to effectively treat that as a retirement account. So in kind of our general financial planning, uh, we utilize some assumptions as far as healthcare costs for people in retirement. And our family's goal is to make sure that effectively we have that HSA funded when we hit retirement for our medical expenses, which will help us pay Medicare premiums and out-of-pockets and things like that. However, we know along the way that we'll be able to get access to those funds if we were to overspend or over-save in the HSA because we'll have documentation of the receipts between now and then. In order to facilitate this, we actually invest our HSA just like an IRA or a Roth IRA. Uh, so it's invested in a uh, basically a target date allocation. Or I, I think our HSA is broken down into three funds 
which effectively make a target date because there was not a target date option in our HSA. So we built it basically ourselves. Um, and so we invest it and we just kind of let it grow. So every year we make contributions to do it. We let it grow. Uh, I don't look at the balance head. It's like a 401k for me. I just, it's there. Uh, once a year, I run the calculation on kind of, you know, how it's doing compared to where it needs to be a retirement. And, and that's pretty much it. So I don't think about it for healthcare expenses now. I don't think about it as an emergency fund. I do save every receipt for a qualifying medical expense and um, make sure that is documented in case I do need the funds there, or I just want to pull those out in retirement because I don't need uh, the balance to be what it is. Getting back to your uh, original questions, Matt, no, I do not think that this should be added into your idea of an emergency fund. Uh, this is sort of specific to health care. Uh, you're using it at this juncture for medical expenses. So the idea that, you know, oh, this is my portion because that would be my emergency, I know that that is not appropriate. Now, Daniel uh, did an amazing job giving the overview of how we like to look at health savings accounts as a triple tax benefit for retirement savings. Let me say that again for those of you listening. If and I don't, I've not seen a plan at this juncture that doesn't have, meaning a health plan that doesn't have an HSA option. They're they're everywhere. Even the University of Kentucky traditionally didn't have one. Now they do. So if you're not aware of that, if you're, I get this question all the time. Where else can we save? What else could we do? Look at your benefits and see if you have an option for an HSA. What's the joint? What's the family contribution max right now? Oh, what is it this year, Allie? Our CPA. See if she knows it. It's like seventy three hundred. Over seven thousand dollars, roughly, in deduction, deductible contribution. So you put that in, it comes off your taxes. It's invested. It can grow. And then, as Daniel said, the kind of loophole is you just save all your receipts. And oh, by the way, don't just save those ones that are printed out from Rite Aid because in a year from now, you won't be able to read what's on them. Scan them. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, scan them, take a picture of them. I've heard people drop an email, you know, send an email to themselves. They put it in a Google folder, whatever. Find your system. Now, getting back to you, though, Matt, it sounds like this is used as medical expenses. So I think that's fine. I mean, especially since your employer's putting it in. But, you know... It doesn't change your DIY money style of life. It doesn't change the steps. Let's rehash them. You mentioned, at least in your email, your $1,000 fast cash. That's a no-brainer. Okay, that takes care of the cars, HVAC, the plumbing issue, you name it. Boom, $1,000 in cash. It's available for you. Three months emergency fund. I'm not going to waver on this. I'm not going to say, eh, two is okay plus the HSA. No, three months at least. Three months emergency fund in a high yield savings account, not invested, not buying your favorite stock because it pays some dividend in a high yield savings account. Step number four, paying off that debt, that debt that's not mortgage. We call that bad debt. I think any debt's bad, but this one definitely is. And that's your student loan. Student loan is going to be coming due here probably in the next few weeks. That's why I brought this question out. Therefore, you've got to get aggressive. Oh, I don't make enough, and my margin's not there. Second job, weekend, side hustle, rent your car out on Turo. I mean, I, there is countless ways to make a buck out there outside of your 9 to 5. So get after it, get a little hustle, pay those debts off. Then, then 
start using your margin towards bigger picture goals, dreams, investments, building that net worth. That's where it becomes really fun. Anything else to add, Daniel? I think that covers it. All right, Matt, we're going to send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Great question. Thanks for sending it in. All he did was send an audio file to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you have the opportunity to do so, would you give us a review on Apple? Would you go in, if you're listening to this on iTunes, and just hit us up with a five-star and give us a quick review? I've read through some of the most recent ones. They're great. We really appreciate that. But not only does it help us to keep the show going, but it helps others to find the show. So please do that if you think of it and get, uh, have an opportunity. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.